Hey, we back. We are back. Back and better. BNB podcast coming to you live once again. Um, we've been on a hiatus for a little bit. I'm Bruce. Mm-hmm. This is Brian. And damn Rona. Rona done caught both of us. But ain't that a bitch? <laughs> Rona done caught both of us right after the last episode. Yeah, man. this no, I'm supposed to be strong like bull. I'm supposed <laughs> to catch no damn Corona. You ain't built for a tough no more? I don't know, man. Apparently not. <laughs> I was at one point, but <laughs> I guess his age is, is catching up. Man, listen. For, for you know, just include y'all on what it is. As we, Actually, as we recorded the last episode, we both basically uh, contracted uh, the Rona. Well, like I like to call it, that Trump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah, two days after the last episode yeah, is when I popped. You called me up. Day later, I popped. <laughs> like, yo, this motherfucker here. <laughs> but no, nah, but we all good right now, you know. But, you know, I'm saying, yeah, how did, how did you feel going through it? The funny thing, I was good. Because, you know, I had to take the 10-day quarantine or whatever. Um, And let me see, I tested positive for it on a Tuesday. And didn't feel anything, which is crazy. Didn't feel anything to that following Saturday morning. Woke up like fever, 102, whatever, hot as hell, and fought the fever for the next, till that following Tuesday. Woke up that Tuesday morning, feeling like normal again, and then nothing after that. See, that's funny, because um, you hit me up on that Tuesday. I was at work. I left work. Tuesday night, I started feeling it. <laughs> I'm serious. Tuesday night, I don't know if it was my mind playing with me or whatever, but I started getting the body chills. Um, um, I never, I didn't have the shortness of breath, but I started like I had like symptoms, like individual symptoms, like almost one at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, Tuesday night started like body chills, and I was like, I felt like the room was spinning. Mm-hmm. I had like a serious, serious headache that I couldn't get past. That was Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, Wednesday I had body aches going into Thursday. Thursday, I started, you know, the whole time, the headache was the only thing that stayed consistent. Thursday, I started, you know, I got rid of the body aches. And know what I I did for the body aches? You're going to laugh. What's that? You're going to laugh. And I know y'all out there are going to laugh about this. But I went to Old Southern Remedy. Oh, God. What what remedy is this? Pickle juice. Pickle juice? Pickle juice. What did you do with the pickle juice? I drank pickle juice. Oh, Bro, drink pickle. You ain't taking no vitamins or nothing like that. You drink pickle juice, pickle juice, Some chamomile tea, pickle juice, pickle juice. I drank pickle juice, and within hours, the body aches started to fade. Now, pickle juice is a traditional remedy for body aches in the South. Pickle juice, Gatorade is 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 basically off of pickle juice. When athletes used to get injured, um, back in the day. They had to give them pickle juice, especially for like pulled muscles and strains and whatnot, because your body dehydrates. That's what you know, you pull your muscle. Mm-hmm. So they used to give them pickle juice. So Never heard of that. Yeah. So next time you pull a hammy or something like that, drink pickle juice. I'm I not, guarantee it works. I'm I, not going to do that. I know you're not, what, what, you're not going to pull a hammy? I'm not going to drink pickle juice. Why not? I'm just not. Oh, I'm Bro, not I'm telling juice. you. I like what? pickles, but I'm not. Well, hold on. Pause. Okay. 
I'm not drinking pickle juice. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I'm telling you, it works. It worked for me. Let me put it that way. It worked for me. Even when I went to the doctor and I told him, they asked me what I took, what I took for it, and I laughed. And I was like, you're going to laugh. And I told him, pickle juice. Mm-hmm. And they laughed at me, looked at me like I had four heads. But, yeah, it worked. Yeah, pickle juice. I'm not going to lie. I drank, I woke up maybe like 10 o'clock in the morning. I drank it maybe like 11. By 1 o'clock, I had nobody body aches. Mm-hmm. Around 4 or 5 o'clock, it started to come back. I drank some more pickle juice. By eight nine o'clock, gone. Now, can you just consume a pickle? Would that be the same effect, or it just has to be the juice? I I'm, I'm not you know uh, uh, <laughs> uh, know about it that detail. No, it's good because like you know pickles with your, your sub sandwich something like that. Right. You know that that I could do. I'm not gonna sit there and drink a jar of pickle juice. Listen, we don't. But if drink... you're telling me like you have a pickle, we'll have the same. Well, put it this way: effect. If, if if it's a juicy pickle with a lot oh, of juice in it, <laughs> then I'm gonna tell you yes. I just all right, but you know, we if, took it somewhere exactly. But <laughs> I'm just saying, pickle juice, pickle juice works. So all y'all who get body aches or whatever you're going through, don't judge me. It works. Pickle juice. So no Motrin, no icy hot, no aspirin cream, pickle juice. See, I'm not a f- reason why I'm not a fan of pills. I don't like popping pills. I don't either. So, you know, I went back to pickle juice. Went to that door and, and, you know, it's almost like back in the day, you got hurt, you rubbed some tussin on it. Nobody <laughs> <laughs> rubbed tussin on it. <laughs> Rub some dirt on Rub it. Rub some dirt on it, yeah, right. Get <laughs> some tussin. Just go walk it off. Exactly. But pickle juice, I'm telling you, it works. It really works. I think my body aches. I might, I might have a pickle. No, have a pickle. Just, just make sure ju- you know. Or, or you have the juice there. Just keep dipping it in the juice and bite the pickle. <laughs> just oh so my you. God, <laughs> we got to move on. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, terrible. bro. Let's let's get into what's good in the hood. In the hood. What's good in the hood, B? The Lakers been eliminated in the first round of the playoffs. Oh, Uncle Bron. And uh, the pundits are out there making excuses again for Braun Braun. How many times are we going to make excuses for LeBron when he don't win? And it's the same one. His supporting cast wasn't strong enough. Why can't he just let LeBron live? I mean, you're not going to win them all. But the supporting cast was, was a big problem. Anthony Davis getting hurt was a big problem. Anthony Davis period is a big problem because I don't think he's the superstar everybody makes him out to be. And unfortunately, to get Anthony Davis, he gave up everybody he should have kept. I thought I thought they should have gave up Kyle Kuzma when they made the trade. Yes. I thought they should have kept Brandon Ingram. Look, yes. Ball, okay. Okay, Lonzo let's throw Ball, he's or whatever, stuff like that. Definitely but kept Brandon Ingram. I thought Brandon Ingram was the more talented one out, out of the three. But Kyle Kuzma... You know, because it seemed like LeBron got a little Phil Jackson in him. Where he has to get the players that fit the way he needs to play. So I think in LeBron's mind, Kyle Kuzma fit better than Brandon Ingram did in the way he wanted to play. Not not a talent judgment, but just the way, all right, is he going to, not even fit, but conform to the way I, I need all y'all to play. So that, that's, a, that's a good point. So let's talk about the real greatness of LeBron. Mm-hmm. Is he really that great if he has to play a certain kind of way? Uh, or is he just what I like to say the best of the worst? Nah, 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 I wouldn't say he's the best of the worst, not at all. NBA is trash right now, bro. The NBA is not not very entertaining. Not not 
the NBA we grew up watching. This 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 era doesn't compare. But I I think LeBron had the talent, but I think at a certain point he got set in his mind. In order to win, I have to play this sort of way. And unfortunately, LeBron never had a coach. I don't know if it's say he respected enough, but had the resume to say, no, this is how we're going to do it. He didn't have a, a Phil Jackson, a Pat Riley, who's the dude with the beard on San Antonio. Pop. Popovich. That would have that had the, the, the stature and the stats and the credentials to say, nah. I thought LeBron, we're not doing that. I thought, I thought when he was in puppet coaches. I thought Spolcher did it when it was in Miami. They won in Miami, but Spolcher, but they still everybody conformed to the way LeBron wanted to play. Dwayne Wayne did, Bosch did, even the coach did. I think if this was the era where Pat Riley was coaching instead of being up in the box office, mm-hmm. he wouldn't. He told LeBron, "No, I'm the coach. This is how we're going to do this." Because I mean, even even the. You think back in the day, the greats, the Michael Jordans, the Isaiah Thomases, the Larry Birds, the Carl Malones, the Elijah Wands, the yeah. Ewings, all respected the format that their coach they bought, Yeah, they bought in. They bought in. Except Michael Jordan, because he got tired of the way Doug Collins was coaching and got him out of there. But when he got Phil Jackson in there, mm-hmm. the, he, he followed Phil Jackson's plan, his schemes, his strategy. LeBron wants, wants to be the coach. He wants to everything to go the way he feels he needs to play to be successful. See, LeBron reminds me of Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick, the coach, is pretty good. Bill Belichick, the GM, is trash. Yes. LeBron, the player, is very good. Yep. LeBron, the GM, garbage. is trash. Garbage. And these teams need to stop <clears throat> allowing him to try to put these demands on him to bring in certain players that he's comfortable with or who he wants in order to satisfy him. And it never worked out, even when he was in Cleveland. Every time he lost, no matter what, it was the supporting cast. But the supporting cast was all the players that he wanted. J.R. Smith. Wanted. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Damon Williams. And all those clowns that was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there was a lottery team without him, but... Okay, with him, they still, you know, wasn't good enough to get over the top, except for the one year when they had Kyrie, and Kyrie hit the shot. And love. And then Kyrie, Kyrie hit the shot. Right. And, of course, the one game where um, Green missed. Right. And they won that game. That was, I, think that was, I think that was, was that a Golden State game? Yes. Where they sat out because of that, he got the technical, got ejected or whatever, suspended. Right. And they wound up winning that game, but, but you saw clearly Golden State missed uh, Draymond Green in that game. And wow. it might have been a different... It might have played out different if Draymond Green was there to play. Well, I, I think the NBA was effective. I, I think the NBA did do LeBron. They pulled the Michael Jordan for LeBron on that one. <laughs> they suspended him in, in in the playoff just so to give him a chance to get the one. Well, that's, well, that's what happened to. I mean, just era basketball and LeBron because he's such a money maker that everybody folds to what he wants. Right. Because just to have him on your team, it's like for the owners, like they don't give a shit if they win the championship or not. So just having him on the team, you, you, your, your stock is going to go up exponentially. Now that winning a championship on top of that is the coup de gras. Right. Is the Shangri-La. But just having him on the team is enough. So the Conners get him. Like we got LeBron. Give him whatever he wants. See, that's see, And I, I think teams are going to learn the hard way. LeBron now is not LeBron 10 years ago. He's still very good. 
But you're starting to see now he's starting to break down. Last couple of years, he's starting to hurt, not like he did previously and stuff like that. He's just going to catch up. And I think it's starting to catch up to him. Mm-hmm. So the Lakers is going to be in a situation now where they're going to have to make a hard goddamn decision. What are we going to do to – because it's not like people are breaking down doors to go go to the Lakers to play with LeBron. That's the problem. Right. So mm-hmm. – and and then you got um, um, the glass man and Anthony Davis – Street clothes? <laughs> Street clothes. <laughs> That's a Charles Barkley quote. That's not my quote. Right. Charles Barkley said that. <laughs> Charles Barkley street clothes. Because he's always hurt. You're right. But you, then you got Anthony Davis. It's like, okay, how many how many players? It's not that many good players out there that you're going to keep recycling to try to build up. No, what LeBron needs is two things. He has to accept the fact himself that he's not. LeBron James anymore. He's still LeBron James, but he's not. Take the crown off. You're not, you're not King James anymore. You're not. You're not LeBron James, mm-hmm. which is still a damn good player on any night when he's 100% healthy. He's still better than 99.5% of the people in the league right now when he's 100% healthy. But he has to realize that you you need play. He can't. It can't be on him anymore. He's not that player anymore. He's putting the team on his back and then dragging him to the front. No, he needs. He needs a number one now. Even or 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 one a or even a strong two, somebody that can take the pressure off him. They thought that was Anthony Davis, and it worked last year. It didn't work this year because he couldn't stay healthy. Right. But he needs a number two. And a strong number three. It's like well, it's like when you talk about the Bulls, mm-hmm. when you talk about the, the Pistons, when you talk about the Celtics when they were great. The Rockets when they were great. The Spurs, you know, 15 years ago. They played as a team. It wasn't With the Bulls, it wasn't just all Michael Jordan. With the Celtics, it wasn't just all Larry Bird. With the Pistons, it wasn't just all Isaiah Thomas. I mean, the Pistons, you had Isaiah. You had Joe Dumas. You had Bill Lambeer. Coming off the bench, you had Vinny Johnson. You had Mark Aguirre. I mean, you had, like, when when you when the Pistons were at their height, mm-hmm. they were almost undefendable because everybody coming in there was productive. So it's not like, oh, just focus on Isaiah Thomas and, and they're done. Right. No. You focus on Isaiah Thomas, there's still four dudes on a team that'll kill you. But that's the thing, though. <clears throat> Teams aren't built like that anymore. Team, because I don't think it's players like that anymore. I don't think there is either. It's honest with you. Yeah, I agree. Like the players and and people gonna go, well, the game change, you know, this, this, and that. You're right. The game change doesn't mean it's better. No. Like I'm watching NBA playoffs and it's like every night the so called starter team is is 30, 10, and 10. Like, come on. Really? If this is not, this is like the game on steroids. It is. Because everybody is out of the three-point line. The guard is basically getting, you know, all the rebounds and assists. He's doing it all. You know, and it makes the game, they go, oh, it's more exciting. It's more scoring. You can't play defense. You can't be physical. You blow by somebody, it's a foul. You know what I'm saying? Dudes are flopping all over the place, stopping the game for bullshit fouls. Guys is in their feelings talking about fouls just because they don't score. I mean, I'm sitting up here like, yo, click. I'm never, you know, you know what? <laughs> it's so fucked up. But I was watching the game the other day. I was like, man, it's little house on the prairie on because this is some bullshit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yo, I'm, I'm here because they don't understand that scoring is more exciting. It is. When the individual's doing it just incredibly. You know what I'm saying? Right. But the thing is, what, what, Makes the NBA watchable. What people want to watch it is compelling games, competitive games. Blowouts are not exciting unless you're unless you're the fan of the team that's doing the blowing out. 
True. Otherwise, if you otherwise you should, if you're a fan of the team that's getting beat, you can get mad and turn it off. Right. If you're watching the game and you're not a fan of either team, but you just like watching basketball, you're gonna turn it off. True. There's a blowout. There's, there's no. But if you're coming down to the fourth <clears> quarter, <throat> and it's been a hard fought game, and there's this this three point thirty eight minutes left in the game, and the other team is only up by one. You're gonna you're gonna keep, you're gonna keep that goddamn remote on because you're like, oh shit, this is a good game. I want to know who's gonna win this game. True, true. That, that's com- compellingness and competitiveness. That That's what makes people keep the TV on. Blowouts will make people keep the TV on. Even yeah. if it's your team, you might say, bro, it's, they're, they're up by eight minutes left in the fourth quarter and they're up by 32 points. This game's a wrap. I mean, let me see what else is on. <laughs> yeah, that's true, bro. Bye, bro. Let's get into the main topic. Okay, bro. <clears throat> okay, this is going to be like a, a two-part topic. And it's... What do men really values in relationship? And when do men know that they're ready to settle down and commit? So let's start with the first one. And what do men really really value in relationship? Oh, I'm tired of this. Silence. <laughs> and when they decide to settle down is when they find a woman that can be silent. <laughs> 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 you know, that's funny. <laughs> no, because <laughs> that is funny. That is funny. But you know, um you always hear women talk about men not ready to settle down. Men is difficult, you know, this and that and blah blah blah. Men always say they're simple. You know, women go, No, that's not the case, you know, blah blah blah. I understand women come from emotion, men is just machismo, whatever it is, and stuff like that. But, what do men really value in a relationship? Well, see, for men and women, it's hard because we're both raised in opposition. And when I mean opposition, I don't mean like opponents. But the way women are raised to look at relationships, men a race looking at the exact opposite. So we have men like now. If you have, if you're a man, and you like not lucky enough, but you have strong. If you have both, you have strong men in your in your life and strong women in your life. You'll get the nice balance, mm-hmm. and and you might come out balanced. But when you're growing up, your older brothers, your uncles, telling you, man, go out there and get these goddamn drawers. Mm-hmm. Telling you, don't trust no woman but your mama. You know what I'm saying? Just make sure you don't get pregnant. Like nothing. They're teaching you nothing. They're teaching you how to. Meet women, and engage in conversation, mm-hmm. with the ultimate goal being the draws. They're not teaching you how to have a productive relationship. At least from my experience, right. that's not what you got taught. Now you might, might have your father teach you that because he's with your mother and he's teaching. Yeah, yeah, but but the the overbearing influence is about being able to go out there and get the goddamn draws because that's typically what a man's supposed to be able to do. Right. I said women. Not to generalize, but but raise more to find a relationship, like find somebody, get married, have kids, start a family, yada 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 yada. yada. I don't think, well, a lot of men are taught that specific ideology. They're taught how to go get drawers. They're taught how to be assassins. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, <laughs> what are many? Uh, no, go ahead and say what you're gonna say. So we establish sex is value in relationship. <laughs> 
oh, get, get the sex. Absolutely. Okay. okay. But I'm as a young man, because even when you're a young male and forget your right. uncle influence, your older brother influence, even when you're together with your peers. Right. High school, 15, 16, what are y'all talking about? Sports, draws. That's what you're, you're right. talking about. But, but, right. But what do, as a man, not as a young man, not as a boy, because I wouldn't, I want to, I, I want to separate the two. Mm-hmm. I want to separate the 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 young man and then the mature man. The mature man that's in a relationship, yeah, or, or whatnot. I'm not even gonna say in a relationship. What are they looking for or value in a relationship? Like for example, um, for me, mm-hmm. I'm looking for someone that I can. Uh, a build with. I'm looking for a teammate, a partner. Okay. I'm looking for someone who I can trust. I'm looking for you know someone who, um, encourage, have my back. Um, someone who is not so full of themselves that we can't have a conversation and compromise. Someone who may be flexible. Someone who's not closed minded. They're open to different things so that you know. You don't know everything. I don't know everything, but we come together. We can get to where we want to go through through communication. That's the mature me. It's a long ass list. Exactly, but it's not that really. It's a long ass list, but it's really not. If you you know, um, and of course, sex gotta be. You know, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, the, you know, we'll, we'll, just we'll, just take the sex off. Even off, being off the a sex right? But I I think when you settle down to somebody that they can. It's gonna sound yogurty, mm-hmm. whatever. But somebody they can just be with. I'm taking in everything you said. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm generalizing, but like be with, right? Like myself, and be comfortable with myself with this person. And use a great word, flexibility, mm-hmm. because who you are and how you came up is gonna be different from who they are and how they came up. So you have to be able to meet each other in the middle. But I think that's what. And generalizing, but I'll get specific with a list of this, that, that, that. But yeah, somebody you can just you can just be with. Right. Somebody you're comfortable with. And that entails somebody that's supportive. Right. Somebody that's compassionate. Somebody that's understanding. Someone that's patient. Somebody that's patient. Somebody who you can trust. Right. You know, obviously somebody you're attracted to. Mm-hmm. Physically and, and obviously personally. You know what I'm saying? But then at the same time, as a dude... You can't have this checklist. That's what you. That's what you need your partner to have, and out of that checklist, yourself, out of this eight check eight, eight mm-hmm. bullet point checklist, you only check off two boxes. That that is true. That's why so I said patience. You can want that, but you also have to be receptive to. Like what you're asking for, you got to be. You also have to be able to bring to the table. That is true. You can't say I need all this from my partner and then but you don't even have thirty percent of what you asked for. Well that's why I said patience. I can get to those things. But I mean even even, even, <laughs> even, even more than patience. Well that's why the whole point when I said how people grow up, because as time goes on, that young man has to learn how to shed right. a lot of that young boy bullshit in order to grow into that mature man. Some men take a longer time to shed a lot of that young boy bullshit or shit they grew up hearing. Before they become a mature man. Some dudes never figure it the fuck out. See, I, I don't... I, I agree, but disagree in the same sense. Mm-hmm. Okay? 
I agree with what you're saying, but I disagree because I think there's a lot of guys out here don't know what it looks like. Don't know what what it looks like. A relationship. Very true. So, um, that's why I say it may take a may take woman patience, and she may have to deal with the bullshit or whatever, because. Um, you may have a, I like to say, paint the picture. You may have a picture in your mind that you see that what a successful relationship look like. And he may not never seen that picture. All he know is ripping and running. That's all that was ever presented to him. That's the reason why it's, it comes for me times where, um, if a woman run into a guy and I know, ladies, y'all going to sit up here and go, no, you ain't got time for this, and you ain't got time for that. But if you find a good guy that you can basically build with and 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 can mature into certain things to the way he may come around, I'm not going to say what you want, but what he may have aspirations, it's just the fact that he may not see that picture or don't know what that picture looks like to... You know what I'm saying? Come around to it. Like, for example, um, people like to say, you know what I'm saying, um, there's equal opportunity for everyone out there. And that's not true. To agree, but not totally. You know, it's, not, not, it's, not across the board. No. It's right. It's not true. There are certain things that certain people are exposed to and certain things that other people are not exposed to. The people who are not exposed to certain things don't don't know or you know they're gonna go well there's information well if you don't know what to look for you're not gonna look for it mm-hmm. and it's the same thing where you know it comes to a relationship if you always been around and and around time where it's come from broken situations that may have been you know what i'm saying not healthy situations in your mind that's normal yeah, it's gonna influence your outlook Correct. on relationships yes so someone else who's come with a different mindset, a different mentality, it's like you're speaking another language. So those those individuals get more of the spotlight, and that comes with an immature mindset, in which you know you may even turn around and go, well, you know, you you know, you need to basically develop your own or whatever. But you go back to what you know. Everybody goes back to their foundation mm-hmm. at some point of uh, some point in time. When you get uncomfortable, they go to what they're comfortable with. Yes. So, <clears throat> not to get off topic, but the values in a relationship for a man, well, for me, is the fact that you have to be flexible. Because I've learned through through the times that um, the picture I saw with my mom and dad, a lot of people don't have that same picture. Mm-hmm. My mom and dad was, you know, been together over fifty for like almost 50, for fifty years. You know, I never seen no no uh, domestic violence, cursing at each other, and every everything was perfect harmony and unison. So to me, that's the way you know it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Until I started, you know, dating different women and stuff like that, and see, I'm like, what the hell is this, like? Who raised you, type? Yeah, yeah, I've asked that question myself. Yeah, like, who raised you? Like, what happened? I'm quite sure it was basically said about me too. Like, cornball. Who raised him? Where he come from? Oh, he but, arrogant. Exactly. Oh, he, exactly. He bougie. Exactly. Who grew up like that? <laughs> so I think those are some of the things that men. I don't want to get it confused with 
you know, young men or immature men or whatever, I'm going to say men, look for. And, and, and I think that's huge because for a man, the attraction is always the first thing. Physical. Right. Mm-hmm. The physical attraction is always the first thing. Okay. Yeah, because you're not going to settle down with somebody you're not attracted to. Correct. But you need to understand, the physical attraction only lasts a very short time. The attraction of the getting along and able to communicate, the no judgment attraction is basically what keeps you there. Yeah, or just the attraction to that person and who they are. Right. That, like I said, the physical is what's going to get you. Right. Who you are as a person, your mind, your heart, your spirit, how you live your life, that's what's going to keep you there. Like I said, the physical, the physical is not going to keep you there because there's plenty of dudes out there with plenty of stories about how they met Shorty and the body was banging, poom pow, like, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? The face was shooting, whatever. He ain't with that chick no more. Correct. But why not? But when you tell me a story, you, 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 you were floored by how beautiful she was, how sexy she was, how nice her ass was. Yeah, but, but you but know. Now, but yeah, because cause <laughs> that's, only, that's, that's, I won't say that's the bait because I don't want to trivialize stuff. But it meant, yeah, that's what we attracted to the physical. But what, that's not what's going to keep us there. Right. You being banging and having big titties or a nice ass, or pretty face, whatever, that's not, that's not what's going to keep us coming back. And that capacity of a monogamous relationship. Correct. I might keep coming back to smash as long as you don't stress me out over the other stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But as far as like building a life with you or whatever, yeah, you have to be more than a pretty face and a sexy body. Correct. I, I tend to believe people who are not attracted to each other in the beginning, Mm -hmm. people who just around each other, working Workplace, reason why workplace um, 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 attraction happens so often is because of the fact of it's like two people just knowing each other and they just like being around each other and kicking it and it builds an, uh, uh, an attraction. Yeah, I mean, you develop a like because... And the person may not be that much that attractive. Because when it's not a situation where you're looking to hook up. Right. You're just working with this person. You have to be around them. So what happens is you get to know them as a person. Correct. And you actually start to like the person they are. Regardless of if you find them attractive or not. The person they are. You guys get along. You guys enjoy each other's sense of humor. You guys share a lot of the same views. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you just you just well together. That's why you have somebody what they call that, that, that work husband or that, right. that work wife. Because in any scenario, they, they actually might be together. But I'm saying, but in this work scenario, you actually had the time to learn who they are as a person. Mm-hmm. Regardless of the physical. Because you have to work with them. They're, they're in your job. That attraction is stronger mm-hmm. than a physical attraction. When you like, when you like the, per, the person for who they are, mm-hmm. their spirit, their essence, that's what I think when the, when the joker decides, like, you know, that, that's what I'm looking for. Right. Now, you hope it's wrapped in a package that you're attracted to. Otherwise, normally that just becomes your good friend. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, but yes, in the worst scenario, why it happens so often is that yes, because they get to learn that person for the person they are. 
Correct. Compared to in a club and just seeing that person be attracted to them and hoping there's somebody you can you can learn to be with more than just the bedroom activity. Correct. So that's why I said the flexibility and the no judgment is huge. Um, being open minded. Because, you know, you there's too many everybody is not you're not it's just very rare you're gonna meet somebody who may have the same family values that you had or raised in, in the same essence that you would may have been raised. Mm-hmm. So you have to be flexible on the on the fact that, okay, one, we like each other. Okay, we got that. We we passed that. Two, can we tolerate each other to make this work? Mm-hmm. And part of the toleration is understanding each other on the fact that neither one of us is right all the time. Yes. Okay. Um, I struggle with that sometimes. So so do I. I'm not gonna lie. So do I. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it's I do. huge for me. And I catch myself usually after the fact, and it, I don't like that aspect of myself. You know, when I realized, like, well, I should have been more accepting mm-hmm. of the narrative they were trying to present instead of just me and my experiences saying, no, that's that's never how it should be. But that's me and my experiences. Yeah. You have to accept somebody else came with their own set of experiences that you have to be open to. Because mm-hmm. you, yeah, that's the whole that's the whole part of learning from each other. You have you have your experiences. You know what I'm saying that. I didn't experience, and I had my experience that you may not experience. There may be stuff that we want may want to experience together, but within reason, you have to be open to basically um, be willing to experience those together. Yeah, you can't you can't belittle somebody else's life experience because it's different from yours, and the way you came up, you don't agree with the experience they come to the table with. Right. Like oh man this this would this would never happen I I would never do something like that or how how did you even how do you, how do you live like that you can't you can't belittle somebody else's life experience because it's there and it's real and this is and this is this is the angle they're coming from mm-hmm. so even though you don't agree with it or you think it's wrong or whatever you can't dismiss it right you can't dismiss it because then in actuality you're dismissing that person because you're basically saying also oh, the way I came up ain't shit to you. Or, or means nothing to you because it's just about the way you came up and then that's the way it has to go because the way you came up is, is, is the right way and anything else is unacceptable. That That's that that's wrong. Bro, it's I detrimental. St- to I, I struggle with that aspect a lot. <laughs> I do to a good degree. I've, I've gotten better. Right. I've gotten better, but yeah, I still, even at my age, I still struggle with that. And like I said, I get mad when I reflect and realize like, damn, I could have, not even I could have, I mm-hmm. should have handled that situation better. Another thing that men value is don't project your bad experience from previous relationship onto me. Yes. Because, okay, I'm just because something happened to you previous or it may have, you know, where you don't, you may not be able to rely on a man or trust a man or he may have done you or they may have done you dirty. I didn't do that. Exactly. Give me the opportunity to at least put up an antenna before you project that onto me. 
in the beginning or at any time. Because to me, we're, we're doomed. Because if me or, or, or her come into a relationship with preconceived notions from bad experience and you just waiting for that shoe to drop, yeah. you waiting for the relationship to be over. You're not giving it a chance. Right. You're not giving it a, 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 a fair shot. Right. You 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 are holding me accountable for a debt that I had nothing to do with. Mm-hmm. So let me, you know, what I'm saying, uh, 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 create my own list of bad experiences or, or whatever it is before you start judging me off of that. And the same thing for me with her, you know. I don't want to know about your ex boyfriends. No, I'm not gonna go ask. Any man who go ask their ex-girlfriend or speak to another man about a woman that they with is asking for trouble. Not asking for trouble. You, you're insecure. Right. You're so, insecure. So I can't expect, you know, so I, I'm not, reason I, I say that to say, um, don't bring your baggage into this new relationship. It's a new relationship. It should be a clean slate. Your mind should be clear. The opportunity should be clear. You should be open to new experiences and and basically hope that this one works out. If you come in bringing, you know, 20 pounds of luggage, mm-hmm. you know, it's you, 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 it's over. And if you're talking about love... <clears throat> You have to be fearless. You can't be afraid of what's happened to you before. You can be cautious. Right. You can be alert, but you can't be afraid of what happened to you before. And because it happened to you before, maybe more than once, that it's doomed to happen again. Because then why even waste your time? Correct. Because that means you're not going to give that person the opportunity, for lack of a better expression, to prove you wrong. You have to give that person, if you're deciding to go down that, that path of that person, you have to give them the opportunity to either prove you wrong or prove you right. But you can't come in there saying, oh, this happened the last two relationships I was in, so as, as you were mm-hmm. saying, so I'm just waiting for this to happen again. Right. I'm waiting for that shoe to drop. You're not giving the relationship a fair shake. A fair shake. Right. So you're just, you're just wasting both people's times. If you're not going to give me an opportunity to show you that I'm not whoever you were previously with or the previous two dudes you were with, then why are we even doing this? And then please don't try to throw that phrase of, oh, you know, you only doing, you only leaving or whatever because you're not man enough to deal with an independent woman. No. Oh, it's it's, it's the fact that, that. Don't we, get me started on that. We don't want to pay for a debt that we didn't create. I don't have to. I, I'm not trying to, you know what I'm saying, you know, uh, 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 rebuild you. I'm trying to uplift you, but I don't want to rebuild you. That and not the fact when they use that word can't handle. When they say, "Oh, you're not man enough to handle a woman like me," or you're not man enough to to to, to be with a woman like me, and could we just to the point that we're different? And number one is that I don't want to deal right with that bullshit. It's not that I can't deal with it, but I don't want to deal with it. Like if I find out that you're the type of woman that I'm I'm not compatible with. It's not a matter of can't. It's a matter of won't. I don't want to come home and deal with that bullshit. I don't want to come home and argue for the next three hours. I don't want to come home and have this power struggle about roles and 
and you're the man should be doing this, or you're the woman you should be doing that. And well, I'm I don't I don't do that shit. Mm-hmm. Home is supposed to be your sanctuary. Mm-hmm. That's not always going to be sunny days. We, as, as you're grown, you know this. Right. There's going to be some rainy days. Maybe thunderstorm. <laughs> shit, it might be a typhoon. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like I said, if if you actually love and respect each other, you got to find a way to weather those 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 stormy days. And, and make it to the Sunday days. Right. And so, when you get to Sunday days, you realize that's why we weathered the storm of those, of those shitty days because these, these Sunday days are, are are worth it. So, my question to you is, mm-hmm. okay, um, do women, why don't women really want to accept the fact that men are simple? That's a question that'll never be answered. Because I do not know. It, 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 it's funny. Men have been saying this for years. We're simple. Like, break it down comedically. They say, feed me, fuck me, shut the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's very cash. You know what right. I'm saying? But there's a lot of honesty in men when they're saying it. Like, we're, saying we're, we're not complex creatures. We're not. We're very basic, very rational, very logical. Most of us, not not all of us. Right. But for some reason, a lot of women don't want to accept that. And then they go and listen to other women tell them about what a man really wants. And to me, that's just, it's hysterical. How are you going to go listen to a woman tell you what a man wants? When the man is telling you what he wants, but you won't accept that. And you go listen to a woman. Oh, well, but th- let me tell you right now what a man wants. No, <laughs> what the fuck I want? <laughs> I'm telling you what I want, and you're rejecting what I want. But you listen to her tell you what I want. She don't know what the fuck I want. She don't know me. You don't know what the fuck I want. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you what I want, but you're not accepting it. I-, I don't understand why it's so hard. I-, I think because women are more complex. I'm not saying that in a negative way, but I, th- I think women are more complex. So when a man breaks down how simplistic he is, I don't, I don't think they accept that. They're like, no, there's, just, there's no way it can be that simple. Right. Like, yes, it is. Why do you think so many men are with their friends so long and not really have that falling out or not really have that moment where, oh, man, I'm not talking to her. I ain't talked to her in like six months. Because men, men can have full-out arguments, saying a lot of disrespectful shit to each other. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it even come to fucking blows. And then two days later, you see him at the bar watching the game, and it's like it never happened. Right. Because we are simple. We, we are, we're not complex like that. We're not emotional like that. We, we, we don't need this. We have to spat. We have this argument. And then you got to go on like a six-month emotional roller right. coaster until you come to grips like, oh, at the end of the day, this is my girl, and I really love her, and she really supports me, whatever. So this is all. Men, men don't need all that. Mm-hmm. We understand what happened. Like, yo, I got wasted. I said some disrespectful shit. <laughs> some of it might have been true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You did the same thing to me. Mm-hmm. We know what it is. Yes. Yeah, my bad. It's yo, over. It's, it's not my bad, bro. It's not that serious. Yeah, it's, it's yes. over, and this round is on you. Right. You know what I'm saying? And and, and it's done. Right. But I don't think women can't. Ex- they don't, I don't know if they don't understand it or they don't accept the fact that we're that simple. 
And not saying simple like it's negative. Right. Like like we're simple, like we're dumb or whatever. No. We're just not that complex emotionally. Okay. We, we, we get over quick. Like, yo, we came to blows. It's fucked up what you did. It's fucked up what you said. You were like, yo, if it's if that's your dude, mm-hmm. you're like, bro, my bad, bro. Exactly. As a matter of fact, you know, free shot. Exactly. Yeah, it was on me, bro. I got like, you. Like, free, free shot, hands behind my back because the way I acted, I deserved it. Yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not doing that. For instance. I know, you know I saying? know. I'll be like, bro, well, I'm know, like come over with, with drinks on me or something. Like, like, for a like free shot if you want to take it. But I'm but nine times out of ten, right. if you're actually boys, it doesn't happen. Right. You know, but you're presenting to your boy like, yeah, I, I realized how far over the line I stepped. Mm-hmm. So... And, and repayment that like, yeah, I'm offering, like, you know, because men, we understand it. Like, when you say free shot. Right. Most of the time, not going to take it. But your boy understands what you're saying when you say free shot. Correct. Ah, yeah, yeah, you got it now. Don't even worry about it, bro. It ain't that yeah. serious. Come on, man. Let's, yeah, like, let's, like let's, if it's that big, bro, here, the chin's right here. Like, go ahead. Like, you, because we know how men are about, like, who else? I ain't going to take a free shot. Fuck out of here, bro. You hit me, I'm hitting you back, and it's going to be a dust up. You know say so for a man to offer a free shot, that that's a big deal. Right. That's what he said. He realized he fucked up that much, that he's almost willing to give a free shot, and then ninety nine point nine percent of the time he's not giving that offer to anybody. <laughs> anybody, <laughs> you know, not even his mama. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> mom, all right, my free shot. <laughs> you don't say that shit. Some mamas might take it. Yeah, some mamas <laughs> might take it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, no, nah, you're not doing might that. Take it. But yeah, but, but um. For for men, I I think the values is I don't it's it may sound like a lot, but it's not really a lot. We understand that we need to communicate. We understand that you may have a hard day. We understand, you know, there's things that you you want to go through. But I just think of certain things just need to be um, understood on both sides. It just can't be one. Can't be. Can't be one sided. It can't be just one, and you know, and, and I I hear a lot of women complain. Oh, men don't want to be. I want to come and I want to vent about my day, and you know they don't want you don't want to hear about it. But you know when you come for yours, you know this is that. I'm like, that's true, but we we really don't want to talk about it. We just satisfying you because most nine times out of ten, you, you ask, how was your day? Yeah. <laughs> you know, if it's something we need to talk about, or if it's something really bothering you and something like that, it's press. We like, yo, look, like, yo, do we need to go handle something or what? But if you, you know, you know, just the norm of you know this, this, and that, it's it comes to a point when it's like, okay, is it serious or is it not? But I'm saying there and lies the difference because men, especially dealing with each other, with each other, so black and white. Excuse me, so black and white. But women, it's not. Right. It's a black woman. There's a lot of gray areas. So when you come home and wifey just wants to vent about something that happened in the day, something that happened at work, and a family member, to us, it's, you might want to say it's like background noise. Right. But if you love and respect that person, you will understand where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. Like this is something she really needs to get off her chest, whether right. it's important to you or not. Or makes sense to you or not, or is a big deal to you or not. There's something that she needs to get off her chest. So men fuck up and let her get off her chest. 
Now, there's a time limit. <laughs> I'll tell you that. There's a time limit. Like, you ain't going to be chewing my ear for the next hour and a half. There's a time limit. But I'm saying, but give her the, the opportunity to vent and pay attention. Right. Because you're going to learn some shit about your woman in that vent. Absolutely. So you got to pay attention to what she's saying. And like I said, at a certain time, you know, look at them to watch like, all right, this is... This, it's been about half an hour going on about this. Um, you know what we're gonna do for dinner? <laughs> Not what are you gonna do for dinner? Right. What are we gonna do for dinner? You know, but but you gotta smoothly change the subject. Like, okay, you, you 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 that's enough. Nah. With the venting, I got I got a threshold. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you don't take but so much, but just the fact that you are willing Correct. to sit there and listen and pay attention. So values. Do you agree with this, the values I said men look for? Some men. Let me say some men. Not going to yeah. speak for all men. Yeah, because everybody wants to come home to somebody they trust. With their most intimate feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody they can rely on. Somebody that they can depend on. You know, somebody they can love. So, Yeah. Somebody they can communicate with. Somebody who's flexible. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's all encompassing. But yeah, somebody that's flexible. Yes, of course. Okay. But yeah, I think that's, at the end of the day, the average man. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, that's what he's looking for in a partner. Okay. So, and the second part of the topic is, when do men know when they're ready to commit? For me... One of the the red flags, so to speak, or one of the alerts, mm-hmm. is when the idea of going out there and chasing random ass became non exciting. When you when, when like, yo, what are we doing tonight, man? Let's hit the club. Was, and it's like, bro, I was like really getting tired of that shit, that scene. I don't think that. And when you say that out mm-hmm. loud, I mean, for me, you, you you realize like, oh wait a minute, I'm like, this is what, what I used to do. Mm-hmm. It used to be our shit. Like, this is this was our game plan. You Friday come after long work week, we going to hit the clubs hard, meet women and party and whatever, whatever. <clears throat> and when that all of a sudden doesn't seem exciting to you anymore or the thing to do, like me, I realized like, oh. I put my head like, um, well, if that's not your course of action anymore, then, then what's your next course of action? Like, maybe you're ready to not find somebody mm-hmm. to be with a relationship of substance instead of just physical. That was one of the keynotes for me. I remember when, when, when all of a sudden, like, going out and going on the hunt, going on a chase, whatever you want to call it, didn't really appeal to me anymore. Right. To me, I don't think men know. It just happens. <laughs> no. I'm serious. I really don't think men know. It just happens. No, that I I, that I agree with. But what I'm saying is, with me, because even when what I just said, mm-hmm. when you get tired of going to the clubs and tired of chasing scattered ass, whatever, whatever, that doesn't mean the next woman you meet is somebody you're going to wife up. Right. You're just tired of that scene. <clears throat> but you're right. It, you meet somebody and y'all connected 
click and connect and whatever, whatever. And then I think you just come to a realization like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. Like this is somebody I want to explore that, that avenue with. Right. But I don't, I don't think it's a, a conscious decision. Like, you know what? Maybe there's something in this. You know what? I want to be in a, in a meaningful relationship. That starts today. I'm on the hunt today for that meaningful relationship. And I don't, I don't think it happens like that. No. Um, yeah. But I think at a certain point in time, you start wrapping your head around the idea of being with somebody in a meaningful relationship. I think... Because I don't think you go from slinging the dick to all of a sudden just wanting to be wiped up. I think somewhere in some... There might not be subconscious, but I think some, at some point in time, a man realizes that this is not the journey I want to be on anymore. Okay, so let me let me change it a different way then. You with your girl. You are, you're dating. I can say you with your girl, you're dating. At what point in time do you know you're ready to commit? Well, like I think I don't think there's a set point in time. I think it's a realization you come to when when you when you wake up to one morning. For instance, like uh, you know, if you go going through your work week and you communicate and whatever, and then let's say she comes by on the weekend, you spend a weekend together, whatever. And then you should go home, and then next week starts, and, and that's the routine. And I think one example is when you wake up that one morning, and she's not there. You know, because you realize you you went to bed Sunday, and then mm-hmm. Sunday she got it, she went back to her spot because she got to start the work week, and you wake up Monday, and because the whole weekend you used to roll over seeing her there, and then you wake up on Monday and she's not there, and you're like, you're almost sad that she's not there. Right. I think that that is a a realization. Like, wait a minute, this might be something more than just a physical situation. Because usually, you know, if you're just on the street physical, mm-hmm. when you wake up one in the morning, she's not there. You're like, nice. All right, <laughs> go to work. Whatever, you know. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. things like that. Like little little moments like that that you realize. Like, okay, I feel about her the way that I haven't felt about somebody in, in a minute. Okay. Okay. Um, that fucked you up, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, it did. <laughs> it did. A little, little bit. I went a little deep right there. A little bit. That was Go almost on. like a Hallmark card. <laughs> <laughs> but but just things like that. I mean, we do things together. Like you, on a Saturday night, it comes through. You guys went grocery shopping. You're gonna cook at home. Yeah, and you guys in the kitchen and you're cooking together and you're laughing and joking and you know munching while you're cooking and stuff like that and like those little moments like that. Mm-hmm. I think I, I I think a man realizes they want to commit when they understand that this woman has a hold on him that he didn't know. What's well, my point? Do- yeah. My example, those those little moments I just yeah. talked about, those are the moments when you realize, like, right. oh, shit, this is not just the norm. This is right. something different. Like, yeah, you, you, you go and you start, um, you know, asking their opinion, asking their advice on things, you know, coordinating, starting to become, you realize you start to almost become 
teammates, partners, and you have a conversation about, hey, what do you think I should do about this? And, you know, this, this, and that. And you, you involve them into your personal. And you care about their opinions. Right. And the fact that you start separating yourself almost to you want to do things with her more than you want to do things with, with the fellas. But then you got to, you know, we get ourselves in trouble when, you know, we got to understand we still need that fella's time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. But, but there's, there's I, a reduction. Right. But I, I think a man com- comes to realize that he's ready to commit to sum it up and what's his name when he afraid to lose her. But see, that, that's a great year too because some dudes, I was going to get a little controversial. Some dudes are scared to lose a chick because, just to say it simply, because the drawers are that good. So they're, they're scared to lose the drawers. So you can't get confused right. with, with yourself. Like, am I scared to lose her because I like the sexual activity you have? I'm scared to lose her because I'm scared to lose that person in my life. Because that person has now brought so much to my life that nobody else has to this point. See, I'm glad you brought that up. Mm. Because there's another part to that also. (laughs) No, I'm serious. There's another part to that to where, you know, you're afraid to lose her because of the fact that you just don't want to be lonely. Yes, there's that too. Okay, that lonely factor. People don't want to be alone or afraid to be alone, and they make decisions um, that may not be the best because because of that, and they just willing to accept the fact because they just want companionship. Yeah, there's a quote where right. you're willing to be with somebody for the wrong reasons, than willing to be by yourself for the right reasons. Correct, and you, you got to find that balance, but. In the situation on the topic that we were talking about, on what we look for and what we value and when we're ready to commit, I think once guys, if it's an eight-point checklist and they get to six and they see seven to eight coming around the corner, I think they're really ready to start having that discussion with themselves and realizing, yo, she might be the one. Absolutely. And, and, And go from there. But... I don't want to confuse it and say there is a checklist. It's it's just a mindset. Mm-hmm. We don't really have a checklist that we go through and go, oh, she checked this, she checked that. Yeah, no, I really don't. Right. I don't have a checklist. Correct. It's not really a checklist. It's just a mindset and a feeling. Yes. When you feel and know, okay, I can trust this person. I can, you know, relate to this person. This person, I know I got some shit with me and... You know what I'm saying? She's flexible enough to deal with my shit, but at the same time, don't um, don't judge me and continue to encourage and build. And I'm doing the same for her, and we we can make this happen. And it's almost turning to almost like a a unison. Mm-hmm. I think that's when we understand, like yo, I think we can make got something here. Absolutely, and also when you're with this person. And then you think about life without this person. Right. And when you think about life without this person, it upsets you. 
that's another a, another building block or another factor, right? To, to take in, because like I said, it's, it's not scripted. It's it's not written. <clears throat> there's no like I said. There's no checklist. There's no checkpoint. Right. There's no milestone. There's no milestone. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's a feeling. Also, like you know, another aspect is when she's not with you. Are you still thinking about her? Right. And once again, not just in a sexual manner. Right. Like, are you still thinking about her? Like right. Her, her, her laugh, the way she plays with her hair, the way her body wash smells. You know what I'm saying? The, the, the way she's into sci-fi movies like you are. Right. You know, just, just enjoying the time you spend with that person and when they were not there, you're still thinking about the times that you spent with that person. Right. Or certain moments remind you, you get a chuckle and you sit up here and go, wow, such, oh, I wish this person was here to see this or something like that. Yeah, yes. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. When you sit up here and think about shareable moments. Yes. Exactly. I, I totally agree. Those are things that contribute to you realizing that, you know, this, this is the person... I'm willing to make it go with. Right. Because you never know. Nothing's guaranteed in this world, unfortunately. You know, and that aspect sucks. Because you can really be feeling that way about a person, put your all into it, and it can blow up in your face. Mm-hmm. So you can turn out to be not the person you thought you were or not the person you hoped she was, and you feel like time wasted or whatever, and that's where the bitterness comes in because people are like, oh, do I got to do this all over again with the, like, the next person I meet? Some people just want to just shine away from that whole experience altogether. Right. But to, your, to, your, to what you were saying, yes, those shareable moments, yeah, those are all factors into coming to the realization like this person might be the one. Do you believe in milestones of time limits, as in, Oh, we we've been together two years or five years or whatever, something like that. Like, yo, you need to make a decision. We need to do this. We need to. Okay. Let me rephrase that. I hear where you're going. Right. And my answer is no. If you in a okay, if you in a relationship, she's ready to take that next step for the next level of commitment of getting married, and you're not. What do you do, and what are the options? <clears throat> well, I, I say, because to me, marriage is a reaction to the cause. Like you get married because you found somebody you want to spend the rest of your life with, mm-hmm. and if that's honestly what the situation is, the commitment's already been made, and that's what's important. Right. The ring is not important. The ceremony is not important. Because as we, as you know, when you look at the stats in this country, divorce rate is at fifty percent. Right. So the wedding doesn't mean shit. The ring doesn't mean shit. Just a show. The commitment is what really matters, and if that commitment is honestly made, then it, it doesn't matter when you get married. Now, granted, in the society, oh, you've been together long enough, and this other third, you should get married, whatever, because that's tradition. Right. And there's nothing wrong with tradition. But to put a timeline on it, or like I said, as a, as a milestone, like, yeah, we've hit this mile marker, now this is what we need to do. No, we don't. Mm-hmm. If, we're, if, if we're about each other, I'm not saying don't get married. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying when you get married, it doesn't matter. 
if, if the commitment is real and, and both of you are honest about each other and have decided, like, I'm going to be with you for... If you can sit there and say to your partner, I'm going to be with you for the rest of my life regardless of marriage or not. Then I was like, yeah, yeah, then that's a couple that needs to get married. But when it happens, when it happens. It doesn't matter what your family's saying. It doesn't matter what your friends are saying. It matters what, what, how you two feel and when you're ready to do it. Because in this country or in this climate... That shit ain't cheap. I mean, you, you can go the cheap route, but you know everybody wants to have the wedding with the, the family there, the parents there, their aunts and their grandparents, yada yada yada. Shit ain't cheap, but that's something you can just just go ahead and do. Like, oh, we're gonna do it tomorrow. But what I'm saying is, what is most important is the commitment. And if the commitment is is real, then you guys get married in your own time. Not based on what society says. Oh, you've been together for five years. What are you doing? You've been together for eight years. What are you doing? You've been together for 12 years. What are you doing? What are you doing? We're doing us. I I, I agree. And and then when you say it like that, is marriage really important? Is the commitment the most important thing? Yes. Or the ideology of marriage? The commitment is the most important thing because a marriage can be resolved. It can be annulled. It can be you have the divorce. So the marriage is not what holds people together. It's the commitment those two people make to each other that's what's going to hold them together. That fucking ring is not what's keeping you together. Those fucking wedding pictures and that wedding video is not what's keeping you together. You seeing your drunk uncle, you know what I'm saying, doing the Brooklyn slide on the dance floor at your wedding, that's not what's keeping you together. You know what I'm saying? That's putting you in debt. Or you, yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're like, or your, 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 your best man gave like one of the best toasts anybody's ever given. Oh, the awesome. Worst. <laughs> awesome. But that's not what's keeping you together. Got it. You get the commitment you make to each other. And that happens, in my opinion, way before you get to the altar. Because of sensationalization of TV, it's told people that marriage is what's important. No, it's the love you have for one another was important. You get married because you found somebody you spend the rest of your life with. You don't get married and hope this person you spend the rest of your life with. That, that's retarded. That's putting the cart before the horse. The commitment is what's important. Everything else is just ceremonial. Agreed. Agreed. And I think that that is, I think that's the reason why a lot of, uh, 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 I know why a lot of men don't get there or they don't like the whole ideology of the marriage thing because marriage to marriage to a man and marriage to a woman means two totally different things. Unfortunately, it does. Yes. You know what I'm saying when a man gets married, it's him going off the stats. There's a 50% chance you're using half your shit. That's true. For a woman, there's a 50% chance you're going to gain half his shit. Now, if you want me to get on the colder side of that conversation, yes. Because in a lot of divorces, women wind up financially better off than they were before they got married. Of course. And of course, obviously, the man winds up financially worse off than he was for got the marriage. So that that's scary to a lot of men. Mm-hmm. I don't want to sit here. 
I believe I love this woman. I mean, I know I love this woman. I believe she loves me. We get married. Five years later, the shit don't work out. And I'm sleeping on my boy's couch for the next six months till I can, like, put my life back to fucking together to some degree where I can get back out on my own. Or I got to go get an apartment or get, get my own spot and then still supporting, especially if kids are involved. Right. Good God, that, that that really shakes the pillars of, of, mm-hmm. of, of heaven. When kids are involved, because now I still got to support that whole family over there that I'm no longer a part of for the most part. And they still try to figure out what the fuck I'm going to do with my life. So if you look at it that way, then yeah, you're going to have some apprehensions. Right. But that's what said to me, it's all about the commitment. And it's not, once again, it's not guaranteed. You're right, it's not guaranteed. But do you not do it out of fear of losing half your shit? Because you might be denying yourself a wonderful life. But that's, I think that's that's the part of the trust thing what men look, look for in a relationship. It's they're going to trust the fact that they won't have to worry about that or think about that. Well, that's the thing. Once again, say nothing's guaranteed. Nothing is guaranteed, but at the so, but nothing is guaranteed. But like you said, you when you have your uncles and your brothers and your boys, you know what I'm saying, constantly talking about it and on TV and make movies about it and shows about it all the time. You know what I'm saying? Hell, they got shows on certain channels now where they all they show is um Situations when marriage don't go right the and they fallout. knocking off each other. The fallout. <laughs> right. The, fallout. yeah. the fallouts. There is never nothing on TV now that celebrates the ideology of marriage. Because that doesn't get ratings. Of course. Uh, exactly. So it's a, it's a fearful aspect for, for men. Yes. So f- ladies, if women, if you get a man who's willing to commit to you on that level, that means he dropped all that. To go through that process, yes. and just basically to see where it goes, that he's willing to, you know, forge ahead, even though he knows there's a fifty percent chance that it's not going to work out. So I said, you have to be fearless, as to a lot of men, maybe as irresponsible as that sounds. But in order for it to work, you have to go in there, accepting the fact that it might not, but you're going to do the work. And make the commitment to the fact that it does, but 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 like I said, there's no guarantees. You can't. If people married twenty five years, and for people on the outside looking in, thought they were. Well, let me use an example: the perfect couple, because that's garbage. But they were a happy couple. Mm-hmm. After twenty five years of marriage, it's over. And you're like, what the fuck happened? Like you know, and then people also looking like, well, what happened to them? Why the fuck would I go there? Why would I go that route? Look, look, they were together for 24 years would look to be a happy marriage mm-hmm. and it winds up in divorce. Well, I'm not going to play myself out and go there and I lose half my shit. Well, I think... But there's, there's no guarantee because, they, like I said, they don't talk about it much. They always talk about the, the negative aspect of marriage. But there are plenty of successful marriages out mm-hmm. there where people been together 40, 50 years, still love each other, mm-hmm. still attracted to each other, and, and, and it does work. But we always focus on the negative. So we always focus on, they said divorce rate is at 50%. Mm-hmm. So we always focus on the number. Like, wow, that's a high number. That means there's a lot of dudes out there that lost half their shit or now underwater, so to speak, financially, 
because they got divorced, and you got kids, you got to pay child support, you got to pay alimony, and you got to pay for the house, and yada, yada, yada. But you don't look on the other side where there's 50% of marriages that did work. Well, I think that number is skewed. And the reason why I say I think that number is skewed is because there's a lot of people who get married for business purposes. And then once the business fall, the marriage is over. You have a lot of celebrities, You they meet so-called celebrities and whatnot. They meet one day and three to six months later, they married. And then three years later, they're divorced. Well, see, in the celebrity aspect, I think the money comes into play because we're talking about average Joes. Mm-hmm. You get married, but then it also takes you time to save it for the wedding, honeymoon, whatever. Right. When celebrities meet up, money's never an issue. Right. So we don't have to wait. No, no, save no. Up. Right. You know what I'm, I'm saying? Just, so I'm just saying that fifty percent number. You go to it too quick. Right. Before you really find out if this is actually the person you want to spend the rest of your life with. Like, oh, I'm a celebrity. She's a celebrity. She's banging. I'm I'm one of the sexiest men alive, so to speak. You know whatever. Exactly. This would be a good paper, look for it me. Makes sense. Exactly. Yeah, this would be a good look, look for me. Sense, but you never took the time to find out who that person really was. Right. Besides what she looks like, and besides. Well, she looks like on your arm when you go out and about. Right. It's is a this, business. Is this the person I really want to come home to every day? Right. Is this really the person I want to be the mother of my children? They don't take the time to find that out. They don't have the conversations. Because it's a business arrangement. Because it's a business arrangement. And what happens is they go through the process and it blows up. But then at the same time, because they have the money, when they do get divorced, they're not destitute. Mm-hmm. They could financially survive that divorce. Well, I, correct. Even with who just got divorced was it Bezos or yeah, Bezos got divorced and his wife got something like three hundred million dollars. That man still does not have to worry about where his next meal is coming from. Correct. He's still one of the wealthiest men in the country. She's not one of the wealthiest women in the country, but he's still one of the wealthiest men in the country. So financially, you know. Right, it's not a hit for him. Now, to lose $250 million, I don't care how much money you have, $250 million is a lot of goddamn money. But he can eat that. Right. Not saying with a smile on his face, but like I said, but he's not he's not sleeping on his boy's couch. Or he's not going from a nice house in a nice suburb, you know, to now a one-bedroom apartment in the hood. Agreed. But it comes back to... When marriage, when people get married, people forget, I think a lot of people forget what got them to that point. And, and instead of continuing to build and grow on their foundation they had set, some people have alternate agendas to just get to that point and then fall off. Mm-hmm. Stop doing, stop allowing, become more close-minded. Instead of, you know, just keeping it open. If you want to commit to someone, I don't think people take the commitment for the rest of their life that serious. Because you, you think know. about that, you, you can't be closed-minded. You can't be uh, 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 stubborn. Or spur the moment. That is how I feel right now. Right. You have to basically sit up here and be open. Because... As you grow, the other person grow. And you got to hope that you grow together instead mm-hmm. of grow apart. Exactly. You become close-minded and, and things start going through within reason. 
you was and you don't take interest in each other's um interests, mm-hmm. you will grow apart. And, yes, and, and and that's why I think a lot of times those situations happen and when kids are involved, the kids is the only thing that keeps the marriage together. And once the kids get older, the marriage is over. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them, when it gets 20, 25 years, you be like, damn, what happened? I thought they was good. Yeah, they was good as long as the kids was in the house. Yeah. <laughs> the kids left the house. Now they got really interact with each other and they realized, I don't like you. A lot of people also get married for the wrong reasons. Right. So it was never going to work from the start. Like, for instance, dating this chick or whatever, she wanted to get pregnant. Like you were saying, you stay together for the kid. <clears throat> Some people might have grown up in a, in a one-parent home mm-hmm. and been like, you know what? I really um, miss the fact that I didn't grow up with a father. I'm not going to do that to my kid. Mm-hmm. So you, for lack of better expression, suck it up for the benefit of your kid. And mm-hmm. then, like you said, once kids old enough to grow up on their own, I'm out. I'm out because was, this was never a love thing. This was a... Uh, a parent thing or, or a kid thing. Like, I didn't, I, I grew up without a father. It sucked. I'm not going to do that to my kid. So I'm going to make sure that my kid has his father there mm-hmm. at the home so he can have that sense of family that I didn't have. Right. But once he's old enough to be on his own, pew, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm going. Some people get married too early before they really became who they were going to be. And right. like you said, these people get married early. And then once they become who they're going to be, they realize, like, oh, no, you're not the person I want to spend the rest of my life with. And then, and then the other person, the woman saying the same thing. You're not the person I want to spend the rest of my life with. But our kid is 12. We need to stay together for the kid. And then they say when the kid is grown enough, then, then you're out. Whether it be once they go to college... Once you graduate high school, or once you feel the kids are old enough to handle their parents splitting, which I don't think any child is ever old enough to handle. And that's what's abusive. Right. We're like, you know, my mom, you should got it. He was abusive to you. He didn't respect you. He cheated on you. Yeah, get the fuck out. But otherwise, as far as the kid concerned, it was a happy home. I don't think the kid would ever be cool with parents divorcing. Even if he's 35, his parents get divorced. That's gonna affect him. That 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 kid, you know. Right. So, you know, you brought up kids. Mm-hmm. I think that really need to be a serious, honest, relate, serious, honest conversation before you even commit to someone. Yeah. I think I think there should be a, a couple of things. Discuss openly and honestly before we people really commit to each other. Mm-hmm. Because th- those issues are number one reasons why there is a divorce rate. One is kids, the raising of the kid, and how right the kid can be raised. Yep, raising of the kid. You know, finances is always you know the the issue also, but raising of the kid is really front and center because I guess it goes back to when I said er, um, earlier is 
I was painting the picture one way. You may be painting the picture in another way. You don't you you never saw my painting. Mm-hmm. So you don't understand it. All you know is what you the environment that you grew up in. If our environment don't match, we're gonna have issues with the raising of the child and how it sh- and how the child should be raised. Yes. But we can't neither one of us should not treat the kid as property. And that's what causes problems in relationships. When the kid become a pawn and property. So if, if you want me to make a commitment and and everything is, you know, we're going through it and we want you want to be together and we want to do this, we're going to be that. And we have a kid. It shouldn't be my way. It shouldn't be your way. It should be our way. We have to be on the same page on how we should raise this kid, how we're going to raise this kid. And so that we're in unison going forward. If 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 you can't agree on the rearing of a child, you shouldn't be in a, uh, you shouldn't have kids of raising that kid because you are going to have that a single parent environment because it may there's a high probability y'all going to separate. Well, to, to take it up even to another level, the relationship in general shouldn't be my way or your way. Right. It should be our way. Right. Because the way I was, when I go into a relationship, that's how I think it should be. It should be our way. Because it's, it's not going to be your way. And if it's my way, I already got one foot out the door. It has to be our way. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and if you approach a relationship like that, then the trickle-down effect should be you're going to approach the raising of a child like that as well. Right. We have to come to an agreement on how the child can raise. Because you're right, there can be some parents that are heavy disciplinarians. Mm-hmm. Some parents that aren't. Well, spanking. Some parents would be like, I grew up getting spanked. Not abused. Mm-hmm. Not abused. But I grew up getting spanked when I really fucked up. The other person would be like, we never really got spankings. So I don't I don't believe in spankings. And Frank would be like, no, they they, they, they get it twisted. I'm going to get in that ass. And that that right there could be your problem. Because mm-hmm. you come home one day and the kid is crying. And what happened, he did such and such and such, and such after I told him the third or fourth time not to do it. So it got in that ass, and the, the, then the mother be like, what are you putting your hands on the floor? We, we don't do that shit. Like, shit, yes, we do. <laughs> that could be a whole problem right there. Because even me growing up, what I just said, me growing up is, was not a reality. There right. is no third and fourth time being told something. It was one time. Two, if they're in that good mood. If I had to be told a third time, one of them got my ass. Right. But they were on the same page. <laughs> you That's know what I'm saying? Absolutely. They were on the same page. One of them got my ass, if not both of them. So, yes, you're 100% right. That that, that conversation has to be had. Like, that's what it said. When, when you come to relationships, people talk about trust, having my back, supporting me. Gotta, communication is the key, as cliche as that sounds. Mm-hmm. Because... 
I need to know what kind of parent you think you're going to be. Valid communication. I need to know what parent you think you're going to be. I want to make sure I throw that in there. Valid communication. Valid communication. And we have to decide on what parents we're going to be. Right. You came up this way. You came up a household where if you really did something wrong, you got spanked. Right. You got punished. You got grounded. Whatever. Whatever. I came up in a household where there wasn't corporal punishment, so to speak. Maybe we weren't that bad. We never pushed the envelope that far to the point where we had to get spanked. So I never got spanked, so I'm not of that mind state. I came from a family where you got your ass whooped when you, when, when, when you fucked up. Mm-hmm. That's the mindset I'm coming from. I think I'm, I became a good person, so I think that way worked. They came up thinking they're a good person, thinking that way worked. The spanking and the non-spanking, so to right. speak. So now we have to have a conversation as a couple about what type of parents we're going to be. Is it going to be a situation where yes, extremely spanking is involved? There's going to be no spanking whatsoever? Like, you have to have these conversations because if you don't go into it and not have these conversations, when shit happens... It's going to be a bigger problem than it should be. Right. But that's why I said communication, even when I say valid communication, communication is the absolute key. You need to talk about what you're about to go into. You can't just go into it blind and then just hope it works out. I think that's the reason why a lot of stuff don't work out is because people don't have those communications. Don't, I'm sorry, those discussions. And they just figure stuff that it's important. We just figure it out on the way, and it don't get figured out. <laughs> no. No, get like figured out. like finances, reason of the kid, maybe even as far as religion. Yes, you know it's another one. You know, so when you're sitting up here and you asking someone to commit, and you you know how you know you're ready to commit. To me, it's I need to be. I need to have some sense of confidence that we have a good understanding of those of those three things because um most relationships you don't meet the real person until months sometimes years down the line I don't think you meet I don't think you meet the real person until you live together um in some cases yes I agree with that okay not say meet the real person but really know if it's gonna work until you live